Another scandal has broken this week regarding Bart Barber, the current president of the Southern Baptist Convention. And if you're a Baptist or not, this is really important and valuable for you to listen to. So stay tuned. Also, this article that I'm reading comes from a site that you should check out called Retake Church. Retake.church. That's the name of the site. It also happens to be a site that I have created. And I also happen to have written this article. So if you would like to read more articles like this in the realm of current events, uh, politics, theology, and so on from an unfiltered biblical position, then check out the website. Or at the very least, listen to the end of this episode because this is a banger of a story. (laughs) If you have followed me in the past for a while, or if you are just familiar with SBC scandals, you're likely to be familiar with the name Bart Barber. Also, the SBC, if you're unaware, uh, if you're a Baptist or not, is the largest Protestant denomination in the world. It's, it's a massive organization, and so I think it's exceedingly valuable for all Christians to know where large denominations are headed. And the SBC has been headed in this particular direction for a long time. There is a history of uh, really bad presidents being voted for. So let's continue. Uh, Bart Barber is, among uh, also being the president of the SBC, also a fellow pastor in the SBC of a man named Dusty Devers, who was running in the recent Oklahoma Senate race and is known for his work to abolish abortion. Bart has also received criticism in the past for his weak position on abortion, including criticism from Dusty Devers himself. And I think this plays in to the contents of the rest of the article. Public donor information was recently uncovered that Bart Barber actually made a campaign donation to his fellow pastor's opponent, Gene Hoshier, in the Oklahoma State Senate race. Barber doesn't live in Oklahoma. This is important. So it's pretty easy to surmise that this donation was an intentional act to support the opponent of the man that he wanted to lose. Here are some details about Gene a Sentinel article that I have linked in my article on Retake Church states, Hoshier was criticized during the Republican primary race for previous statements supporting lockdown policies such as Biden administration vaccine mandates for private employers. She also donated $1,000 last year to Joy Hoffmeister, a former Democratic gubernatorial nominee in Oklahoma who ran in support of increased abortion legality. So, Jean, she supports bad guys. She was pro-vaccine mandates, lockdowns, and so on. Not, Not good. This is the person who the president of the SBC wants to support over and not only over Dusty Devers, but wants Dusty Devers to lose. So I want to read some of this article that Dusty Devers wrote um, a while back about Bart Barber's weak position on abortion. It's really good. Uh, And again, it's linked in my article. He says, our contention, uh, the abolitionists versus Bart Barber and the ERLC, which is a... uh, the policy arm of the SBC. It stands for the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. 
So the our contention is this. Ultimately, the division between Barber, the ERLC, and the pro-life establishment on one hand and the abortion abolitionists on the other comes down to different definitions and foundations of what it means to abolish abortion. Pro-life leaders and um, you know, most of us would consider ourselves pro-life. Uh, if we don't want babies to die, then we're pro-life. However, the the distinction that, that I think Dusty Deavers in this article and a lot of abortion abolitionists try to make with the term pro-life is that a lot of people consider themselves pro-life, but they're not consistently pro-life. And so I think that's what he's getting at at his article. And so he will say some nasty things about uh, pro-life leaders. And I think they're true. <laughs> So uh, so keep that in mind. Pro-life leaders, sufficiently represented by Barber and the ERLC, generally view abortion as an act performed by doctors and the pill industry. The mother involved is always a victim who is pressured or coerced in various ways. Some conclude the mother may sometimes be culpable morally, but still must never be held accountable legally. The pro-life establishment treats abortion as healthcare to be regulated until it somehow gradually ends, while the act of abortion should never be criminalized for everyone. While Barber claims, quote, abortion should be abolished, and the ERLC says it seeks to end abortion by creating a culture of life that, quote, makes abortion illegal, unnecessary, and unthinkable, neither approves of laws holding all parties, including the mother who murders her preborn child with malice aforethought, accountable. Abortion abolitionists, on the other hand, define abortion as prenatal homicide performed by culpable accomplices and accessories who could include doctors, medical staff, the pill industry, mothers, and all legally culpable parties who may pressure, coerce, or encourage a mother into abortion. So I like that. I think if you're consistently pro-life, you have to recognize that a mother who murders her baby, even if she is coerced, is in fact a murderer. Uh, because uh, one one argument that we as pro-lifers often, um, even these guys, even like Bar- Barber folks, like to say is, you know, we should treat the pre-born the same as the born. If you're not okay with murdering a a born baby, you should also not be okay with murdering a preborn baby. We should treat them the same. And so, Bart Barber, let's treat them the same, is essentially what Dusty Devers is saying here. If if someone murders, a, if someone is coerced, let's say uh, a woman, hmm? if, a, if a mother is coerced into murdering her born child, and th- this has actually happened before, um, she is guilty for murder, but why isn't she if the baby is unborn? So this seems to be not consistently pro-life. We're not actually, those people, the people who believe that mothers should not be held accountable, they don't seem to actually believe that all abortion is evil because if abortion is actually evil, then we should punish it as if it were evil for all of those uh, who are accountable. So let's continue the article. That That's kind of the, the rub that, uh, Dusty Devers has had with Bart Barber in the past, and so you can probably see why Bart Barber doesn't like this guy. However, uh, Bart Barber's wrong. He's wrong. He has this is an awful position on abortion that actually, probably most of the leadership in the SPC actually believe. Uh, all of the the big SPC organizations, the ERLC uh, seminary leaders, and so on, 
um, they they hold this exact same position on abortion, which sucks. It's it's awful. That's so it's so bad that our religious leaders have this position. So, as you can see, this is the direction that our uh, that Protestantism, that evangelical Christianity, is moving in, and it's bad. And so it's our responsibility as faithful Christians to fight against that, as Dusty Devers is doing. So let's continue the article. Barber was also quoted. This is big. (laughs) Barber was also quoted by Baptist News Global, which is a liberal Baptist news organization, in a Democrat attack ad against Devers, referencing, quote, Deaver's obsession with sending 16-year-old girls to prison for succumbing to the coercion of their parents. And so, so let me let me break this down so you understand. Bart Barber in a Baptist News Global article said that Dusty Deaver's was obsessed with sending 16-year-old girls to prison for succumbing to the coercion of their parents, as in like if if parents uh, coerce a 16-year-old girl into getting an abortion, Dusty Devers thinks she should be sent to prison. And biblically and lawfully, she should. Because anybody who actually murders a person, if they're coerced or not, is actually guilty for murder. Now, in, in this situation, the parents are also guilty. They should all be punished. And so in a world where we actually punish murder, parents wouldn't be con- coercing their, uh, their 16-year-old daughter to get abortions. And on top of that, in a world where it actually was illegal and there were no legal ways to get pills, there were no legal ways to go to abortion clinics, uh, this would be happening at a much lower rate anyway. Anyway, so this quote of Bart Barber was used by another person in this race in Oklahoma, a Democrat. And so this Democrat, to attack Dusty Devers, used... This quote by the president of the SBC to attack a fellow pastor of his. That's rough. That's bad stuff. Yikes. Continuing in my article, Bart Barber seems to be uncomfortable with some abortion, but totally comfortable with other abortion. This behavior is coming from not only a pastor, but the president of the largest Protestant denomination in the world. As this scandal broke just earlier this week, Bart Barber responded with this tweet. Let me be clear. The Southern Baptist Convention does not endorse electoral candidates. The president of the Southern Baptist Convention does not endorse candidates. Now, let's break down this tweet because it's uh, it's very interesting that he would say it this way. Uh, So, of course, the Southern Baptist Convention, he says, doesn't endorse electoral candidates. But also the president does not endorse candidates. Now, who is the president, I wonder? Bart Barber is the president. So he's speaking about himself in third person. So basically what he's saying is, obviously, that I, Bart Barber, do not support or do not endorse, he says, candidates. He says, I do not endorse candidates. However... He sent a donation to a candidate. Is that not an endorsement? Do we not typically uh, not send money to people who we don't want to win? So 
Like, I, I, you know, I, I don't want a Democrat to win an election. And so I'm not going to send money to a Democrat. If I send money to anybody, I would be sending money to the person who I want to win. <laughs> and that, that would be me endorsing them. That's what an endorsement is. And so Bart Barber is doing what presidents of the SBC and a lot of SBC leadership commonly do, which is playing word games. This is a classic Big Eva strategy. This is a classic politician strategy, which is exactly what Bart Barber is. He is a Big Eva politician. Uh, and it's funny because, you know, often Christian things are lower quality than secular things. Bart Barber is a lot lower quality of a politician than most secular politicians. Most like, you know, if you go out to, uh, uh, if you go out to see, you know, like Christian cartoons being made or, you know, in the past, whatever, uh, or Christian media in general. So, some people are, are doing things to combat this and actually publishing good quality content now. But uh, typically the, the stereotype is in the past, most Christian content that is produced is really low quality and cheesy. And so Bart Barber is the low quality Christian version of a politician. As of the publication of this article, uh, Barber has still never apologized for his donation, uh, never apologized for attacking Dusty Devers, never apologized for uh, supporting an opponent of his fellow pastor. <laughs> so, he, I mean, he doesn't want to apologize. He thinks he did everything okay. And he's also never apologized for lying about it, which, you know, still stands. He has endorsed a candidate, obviously. Um, donations are endorsements. You don't donate to a candidate you want to lose, Bart. I thought the last president, Ed Litton, was bad with his serial plagiarism. Uh, but the SBC is keeping up its record with electing awful people as presidents. So we have Bart Barber. Bart Barber has been involved in some other scandals, uh, mostly regarding supporting liberal positions instead of conservative positions, even though he, just like a lot of SBC leadership, they claim to be conservatives, although they they do the liberal thing at every single turn. But before him, if you're unaware, uh, the SBC elected a president named Ed Linton, <laughs> who uh, did not come back up for re-election, which normally they would. I think traditionally presidents would serve two terms uh, in the SBC, but Ed Linton did not because of the, the uh, scandal that he was in, how it was so bad. Uh, he was involved in serial plagiarism where he uh, basically would steal sermons from other pastors. And instead of shepherding his own church and writing sermons himself with his own biblical study, uh, like, you know, a shepherd is supposed to do, he would hire other people to write his sermons or he would just steal sermons from other pastors or, you know, and it's kind of hazy all the details, but perhaps he used a company that uh, maybe wrote sermons called Docent wrote sermons for multiple pastors. And so maybe he wasn't actually stealing these sermons, but he was just using some company to write sermons and they write sermons for multiple different pastors. The president before Ed Litton, Ed Litton was also a liberal. Uh, the president before him is J.D. Greer, who is f famous for saying all kinds of crazy liberal garbage. But uh, probably the, the most hilarious is that J.D. Greer was quoted saying in a sermon, we ought to whisper about the things that God whispers about, and we ought to shout about the things that God shouts about. And what God whispers about 
is sexual sin. And so we shouldn't talk too much about sexual sin. We should be focusing on other things is what uh, J.D. Greer says. So like, let's, let's push sexual sin out the door. Uh, that's not something that Christians need to worry about. Really bad, really bad stuff. Uh, J.D. Greer is also a huge proponent of critical race theory uh, and a lot of other bad stuff. So this is, this is the SBC. For the past over a decade, uh, these are the presidents that we've had in the SBC, and this is the direction the SBC is going. And hey, this is your president. You have done this to yourself, SBC. So what are you going to do about it? Uh, are you going to elect somebody better next time? Or is God just going to continue judging the SBC for having such uh, you know, awful pastors and messengers broadly being sent to the SBC. That's not to say that every pastor and messenger in the SBC is bad, but enough bad ones are in the SBC, in this organization that SBC churches are a part of, that your SBC is going in a liberal direction. And what should you do? Uh, my position is that you should leave. But there are people like uh, William Wolfe, who is putting together a coalition of pastors and even uh, working on grants to give to churches to send more conservative messengers who can try to uh, take the SBC in a better direction. So that's all something to consider if you're an SBC pastor. And if you're not, you should watch out for these things in your denomination because this is no good. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you made it to the end, thank you for listening. You should consider subscribing to my YouTube channel or to the audio podcast if you listen to that for more unfiltered biblical truth. 